It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Death, Taxes, and Bananas podcast. The answer to your question is yes, I missed you as much as you missed me. <laughs> like the deserts miss the rains. Although right now, in, if you live in Southern California, I don't know what has happened, but I've seen more rain and more snow. It snowed in my hometown in, in Orange County for the first time in like 25 years. So I don't know how I got, I don't know how I got sidetracked talking about the weather in my intro, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so everyone's everyone's journey on the challenge is different, right? I mean, if you look at every every challenger, it's you know what? This is why I was talking about weather because our journeys are like snowflakes. This is good. This is yeah, we're ooh. off to a good start. <laughs> I just came up I, off the dome. I just came up with that. All right. Wow. Everyone's like we're snowflakes, all right? Uh-huh. And the, everyone's journey is completely different. Some challengers come on and they find immediate success while others have to wait multiple seasons like myself. Or if you're someone known as the decision maker, you may never find that million dollars. I mean, you might have a million reasons why you haven't, oh but it may God. never happen. <laughs> my next guest... Found her pot of gold at the end of this season's rainbow. And I am not talking about my ass that I showed nine times in the final. <laughs> Although that is it's quite the pot of gold. Uh, but winning this challenge obviously does not come easy. And I'm sure she will tell you just how difficult her road has been. Not just from a competitive standpoint, but an overall mental health standpoint, which a lot of people don't understand how truly, truly 
mentally, emotionally, spiritually draining this journey can be. We put, listen, our minds, bodies, and souls on the line for all you out there. So I hope you appreciate it. But yeah, she's been dealing with a lot lately. She's been dealing with winning. She's been dealing with her new podcast, which is also called Tory Dealing. But now she's going to have to deal with being on the hot seat for the last time this season. So without further ado, the (laughs) champion, well, 50% of the championship team of this season's Ride or Dies, Mrs. Tori Deal. Thank you, Banana Man. I know that you want to put me in the hot seat, but I have three questions here for you that are going to fuck up your life. God so, damn it. I so saw it's it. coming right back, boy. <laughs> well, I could tell you, you could only fit three questions on that tiny little notepad you had. What is that, your to-do list notepad? I've got like Maybe. a I've got like a spiral ring binder. Tori's got a three-inch notepad. Oh, damn um, it. Well, I mean, do you want to fire at me? For, what are we doing? Do you want to go go shot for shot? Or do you want yeah. uh, to wait? I think wait? we go shot for shot. All, All right. right. So my first question is, now that I beat you in the challenge, can you start calling me mommy? <laughs> oh, man. I think I was... I'm pretty sure I was already calling you mommy. Can I spank you like my little boy? Is that part of the same question? <laughs> it's part of the same question. I mean, listen, Tori, yes. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there have... Actually, it was... It wasn't mommy. It was like mommy, like M-A-M-I. No, I don't want to be M-A-M-I. I want to be your mother. <laughs> M-O-M-M-Y. Okay, well, if I'm a baby, then, you know, I'm... I don't do bottle feeding, so just saying. Okay. I'm not okay. a formula. Fe- I'm not going to be a formula fed baby, mommy. <laughs> yes, you can spank me. <laughs> I can't. Okay, good. So check. That's a yes. Okay. Uh, I will, however, never call Devin daddy. That's just not. I don't not- know. That might have been my next question. <laughs> That's just not happening. Uh, That's just not. Okay. Here's the deal. I will. Down. I will consider calling Devin daddy mm-hmm. when Devin considers adopting a new personal hygiene routine that involves teeth brushing and mouth washing and not chewing on rocks. Here you go with this shit again. Bananas, you lived with him. You said he brushed his teeth longer than anybody. <laughs> and that's what shocks me. It's like, buddy, <laughs> I've never seen anyone brush and rinse for longer and have their teeth still look like Two sticks of butter. Dave, I don't co-sign this. Don't listen. Don't listen to this, man. Uh, I mean, you don't need to. Um, <laughs> all right. So what's it feel like being what's it feel like being the you know the winner of this season and you know being able to call yourself a champ? Does it feel the way you thought it would? Has mm. it sunk in yet? Like, I mean, h- how does it feel? Yeah, I think it finally has sunk in. I mean, you know, we do it, and then six months later, it comes out. So it's like six months of being like, wait, did I win? Did I win? Did I win? It takes time, but it definitely has sunk in. Um, And I'm fucking happy. Like, this is the whole point. This was the whole goal. Like, when you start the journey, the moment you get addicted to the challenge, you're like, all I want is to be looked at as a champion of this show one day. To follow in your footsteps and CTs and some of of Laurels, like some of these major incredible players in the game. Like, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that group of people. So I'm, I'm honored. Take us back to the moment 
that you guys won, the moment the sparks came out of that mm. box you guys were in and TJ announced you guys as the winner, I've, in the past when I've won, I'm almost more blown away and like taken aback once like I get back to the hotel and mm. it like sinks in. In that moment, it's almost like so overwhelming, but I can remember getting back to the hotel afterwards, laying down on the bed, it's like, and staring at the ceiling and being like, what the fuck just happened? So yeah. did that kind of happen to you as well? Like when you got back, it, there was, was there ob like obviously like a moment of kind of like disbelief? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it was four o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. We started that last elimination yeah. at like 8 p.m. That whole thing took like five or six hours, whatever it was. <sighs> it was Christ. crazy. It was a long one. A long one. And then so it's like four o'clock in the morning. And obviously that was after a five day final. So we were all dead. Uh, but the shower felt really good. And yeah. I think when I first got to like call my sister and hint, you know, uh -huh. that like I did good. She And when she started crying, that's when I was kind of like, okay. Oh, is your sister go by Gamer Viv? Because now we know where all the spoilers <laughs> are coming from. So I never told my sister, but I told her she was going to be really proud. And like, I think from that, she was like, okay, started crying. But wow. no, she's not Gamer Viv. And it must feel good, obviously, to, and, and this is going to happen anyways, but it must feel good to finally silence some of the noise out there and silence some of the haters and know that everything, like I said previously in the intro, that you've put your mind and body and soul through, mm -hmm. it's almost like, okay, now, you know, it's been somewhat worth it. You know what I mean? Do you feel like now that you've, that you've accomplished this goal and and you've and you've hit that uh, you know this precipice that some of the n bullshit that you've had to deal with over your five seasons on the show yeah. kind of makes it worth it. Kind of takes some of the the the, the sting away. A hundred percent, and it definitely doesn't shut the haters up because yeah. they'll find new things to bark yep. about. Yep. But they can't say this one anymore. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. like they're gonna find new things to talk about, ridiculous things. It doesn't matter because Good. the big thing you can't hold over my head. It's already done. How upset, speaking of that, and we'll, we'll go over Devin for a second. How upset do you think Fessy is that after he called Devin out on the double agents reunion show and said that he will win before Devin does? Yeah. Do you think that 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 now like Fessy has like a Devin like voodoo doll that he stabs with needles every night? I <laughs> I don't think Devin's Instagram stories are making it any better either. Yeah. I watch those Instagram stories. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, like he is hyping this up. And I, <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. Did you expect anything less? That's why I'm actually glad that me and Devin squashed our shit because if we were still beefing at the end of this, all right, yeah. Yeah. I cannot imagine what would be coming out of that dude's mouth. So I'm just like, all right, good. Just he leave. fires it up. It's yeah. You don't want to be on the receiving end of, of Devin's, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. just, he's different. Yeah. What were you going to say? Breath? I was going to say that, but like, oh. I was going to say fire. And then I was like, he's going to turn it into a fucking <laughs> comment like that. <laughs> I'm pulling it back now. I, I once heard that they bottled up uh, Devin's breath. Uh, uh, um, veterinarians did to, to put down and euthanize small animals. <laughs> Is that true? You are fucked up. <laughs> Who thinks I mean, of that? Are you worried about, is that why Miso has no hair? Was was Miso once a cat with hair, but then Devin breathed on Miso and now Miso is just a skin, a bag of skin? 
I can't. <laughs> a bag of skin bananas. A bag of skin. <laughs> I hate you. Um, how is Miso, by the way? I bet Miso's eating good now. She's good. She's happy, you know, she's living her life. She's rich. That was one of my favorite she's comments. Rich. That's one of my favorite comments I've gotten on Instagram since winning. They're like, I love that Miso's rich now. Tell us a little bit, and before we uh before we get into um well, we're gonna finish up obviously this season, but with winning comes great responsibility. Are you worried now? And you should be moving <laughs> forward that you are no longer going to be kind of looked at as someone who hasn't won, but now you are going to be considered much more of a threat. Do you feel like your road now is going to be more difficult? Definitely. A hundred percent. Like we see it with everybody. And I think the good thing about being so and knowing Jordan so well after he had already been a champ is he was so comfortable with the fact that people were going to say his name Mm -hmm. that you just make it your new norm. So I don't know. I guess it's a compliment in a, in a backhanded way, but you, you deal with it, right? The greats deal with it. So it's just part of the, part of the program. Listen, say goodbye to the days. Well, I don't know if it's (laughs) going to happen to you like immediately, but it'll come. But say goodbye to the days when you can just go into the house, casually stroll in, have a couple weeks off, you know, (laughs) let the bullets whiz over your head. I mean, you're going in, you're, 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 you're clocking in day one. (laughs) You're clocking in day one. Yeah. You know, because I mean, this season, that was one of the big things is it was like, we want a new champ, right? Right. Like we want somebody who hasn't won to win. And a lot of people then will band together who haven't won the losers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to come after you. But I mean, oh. I, listen, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Globals is coming up. The Global Championships is coming up. Um, what did that feel like? And I know this hasn't, you know, th- this season hadn't aired yet. You know, you hadn't gotten your, uh, you know, um, all the accolades and stuff that went along with winning. But with Globals coming up and going into the Global Championship house, how did it feel going in as a champ? Did it feel any different? Did you feel like, you know, you were going to have a, a tougher road ahead or or was it just kind of like, you know, the same? Well, yeah, I think because the layout of it, like it was kind of like all of these people who, yeah, they were also champs on their own shows, but had never merged with us before. And then they got to be with us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It was, it was interesting, but no, I felt like confident. We had such a good squad of people around us and yeah. It was a good, a good season. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. I will say this. If I had to cast personalities in other countries, might've swung for the fence a little bit more, but I mean, <laughs> that's, that's just me. Um, <laughs> all right. So we know, uh, obviously where you and Jordan left off, um, last season at the end of Ride or Dies. And if you thought we weren't going to talk about that, Tori, you are (laughs) smoking bath salts. Uh, (laughs) But um, pick up, like, so where did you guys pick up, I guess, uh, like this season going into Globals? Do you feel like now that you've kind of put put all your relationship woes behind you and your friends, is this now going to be some kind of like, I don't know, built-in permanent alliance where you help him in times of need, like if he's doing a puzzle? (laughs) You know what? Um, I will say this. When you were fucking engaged to somebody for that long, (laughs) 
You just, you, and, and you figure out a way to work together. Yeah, there is an inseparable bond there. So I just know that Jordan's always going to have my back. He always will. And yeah. I don't know if the game is going to allow us to have each other's backs just because of how we're all partnered up with certain people. But yeah, it's like a built-in alliance. If, that, if there was anything good that came from the relationship aside from our friendship still, it's the fact that we can work together. Which is impressive. And we've talked about this when I had you on before and Jordan, and I talked about this with Jordan as well. Damn, dude, I've done a lot and I've been through a lot and and this show has put me through a lot in the past. But what you two had to deal with this season, um, seeing each other for the first time in a year and a half after your breakup and having to go through like that cathartic, I mean, nightmarish at times, yeah. Uh, scenario of like hashing all this stuff out, like in that environment on national TV in front of everybody like us, like we're all sitting there watching. Like mm-hmm. I was like a fan just sitting there watching like what you guys had to go through and, and, and put it out there. I mean, it, it, that was, that was something pretty, pretty incredible, dude. So, um, Thanks. are you in hindsight, right? Are you happy, um, about you know, the way things turned out, would you have done anything differently uh, if you could go back? I'm talking about this season in the house and deal with things yeah. in a different way. Or do you feel like everything kind of happened the way that it needed to happen? I think if you, I mean, the, the ultimate point of the game is to win, right? So I think if you win, then you kind of did everything right. And I wouldn't change a single moment because maybe it wouldn't have led up to that outcome. And obviously him and I are friends now and now I'm a challenge champ. It was a difficult experience, but in, I would have done it a thousand times to to get the end result. So it is what it is. It's all good. And I know that you're saying you're supportive now, but do not act like when I had to move into Fessy's room, you weren't put wagering on how long it would take me to bang Fessy. You asshole. I mean, you, you've already you've already dipped your toe in that well once before. No. Uh, why no. wouldn't you do it again? And I mean, we're going to get to this too, but... You know, I think there was a little tit for tat going on between you and Jordan this season. Like, oh, I'll fucking, oh, I'll take your Fessy and Emmanuel and I'll raise you a Norris. And you were like, oh, well, I'll take your Norris and I'll raise you a Horacio. Oh, Horacio has every woman thrown herself at him this season. So he doesn't want it for some reason. But then there's always like the, in case of emergency, break glass penis. And that's Fessy. So I'll just like go to that if I have to. Not be a case of emergency. <laughs> Break glass penis. Holy shit, I'm getting hot. Oh my God, dude. That is uncalled for. <laughs> um, yeah, true. no, it's a hard okay. You're you you're you're speaking some truth, but to be very honest, Fessy and I are mm-hmm. just friends. It was never gonna mm-hmm. happen again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Ooh, whatever. Hey, whatever makes you, whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night there, door deal. Um, right, we're going to get to, listen, we're going to, we're going to talk about Jordan later. Cause I'm sure you're not sick of talking about him before we get to, into Jordan. I want to talk about your ride or die Devin this season. I'm no, trying we to haven't, think. We I'm haven't, we haven't done anal. You ha- Oh, we have. Well, fuck. I'll scratch that question off. Yeah. <laughs> scratch it off. Damn. <laughs> Get it well, out of there. Well, the podcast's over because I just wanted to talk about <laughs> anal with Devin for the last next hour. Fuck. All right. Well, Tori, thanks for coming on, man. It's been awesome <laughs> having you on. Wish I had more for you, but you basically just <laughs> reduced my entire interview to uh, 
19 minutes. Um, um, who would have thought that you would be able to, and maybe vice versa, take someone who has, you know, made it close, has, has, has always been there. Who would have thought that like that recipe between you and Devin yeah. uh, is going to be, I think, what the other one potentially was lacking uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to make it to the end. So what do you, I guess, attribute your guys's a your just overall social success in the house, but then being able to also put together what was a really just odd and tricky final, put all these things together. What do you attribute your guys' success to? Um, like, what is it about him that balances you out? What is it about you that balances him out? And what was it that, you know, just created this yin and yang and helped you guys yeah. win? The birth of Devin and I's relationship, as you may know, starts on Second Chances. And that is a reality competition show that was like similar to the challenge. It was pretty much the JV Challenges Varsity. They were trying to make a challenge spinoff for Are You The One? So Devin and I make it all the way to the final in that. And we're nemesis, nemesis, nemesi, whatever, the entire time. Yep. So I got to see... Nembrains. We were nembrains the entire time. So, you know, I got to see how he works. He got to see how I works. Ultimately, working together on Spies, Eyes, and Allies in Emerald Cell, that was when we really clicked. Because on that cell, he was the commander-in-chief of strategy. And I I'm never going to give up. And, you know, sometimes I can bring some positive things to the table. So between the two of us having respect for one another and enough respect to just speak calmly to one another. And then he took the lead on puzzles and I would just make sure that I pushed him in times when he needed a little bit more endurance or a strength push. It was that respect, that underlying respect that allowed both of those qualities to uh, communicate at the right time. Perfect storm. That is a perfect storm. And I think you hit upon some of the more obvious mm -hmm. things uh, that you guys brought to the table. Mm. I'm a deeper thinker. That's why people call me uh, Copernicus. Oh, they do call you that, don't they? <laughs> Johnny Copernicus. But <laughs> once upon a time, before I was Johnny Bananas, even though Copernicus, <laughs> Copernicus, Copernicus. <laughs> is a mathematician and not a philosopher. Um, whatever. So this is the way that I saw it. Okay. Mm -hmm. and tell, yeah. tell me if I'm off base here. Um, and, and again, I think because Devin did hit upon this before coming in, was there a plan? Was there a deal that you two had where it was like, you let me do me, you do you. Yeah. You play whatever game you're going to play. I'm going to play whatever game I'm going to play. And that's like, because I think he said this on the podcast. That's the one rule we have where, you know, no matter yeah. what I do, don't say anything. No matter what you do, you don't say anything. Was that kind of where you guys were at? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I trust his judgment as a player and we made he's made it to two finals and I had made it to three. Yeah, before then. So, yeah, I trusted his judgment as a player and I know that we have good relationships. Obviously, we had to get through that first hump, which was the first elimination you guys needed to get in the house and oh, he I said thought, Jordan I thought you were going to say Fessy. <laughs> I Oh, my mic got unplugged. It's so weird. <laughs> Oh, strange. <laughs> first um, up. All right. Uh -huh. No. Okay. So obviously we had to get past that first elimination. You needed to get into the house mm -hmm. and Anissa needed to get into the house. And between those teams being in the house together and then us still being there and then the first two teams that went, not, not Kayla and Sam, but you know, then who ended up going home after that, that was like the perfect storm for things to start brewing. So we had to get past the first episode first. And then, yes, all of this was activated. 
So I think, again, I'm going to go back to philosophizing here. Oh, good. This is what, the way that I saw it. It seemed like Devin was going to be the schemer, okay? And he Ooh. was going to do like all the socialized, the, the, the social game. And what you were going to do is be like Mommy Tori, where you were going to be like kind of aloof to what Devin was doing. Like, I didn't know Devin was over here making three-day deals. And <laughs> I no, didn't I, know. I, it, was that part of, was it like good cop, bad cop? And you were kind of like, and, and was it kind of like, Tori had like plausible deniability. Yes. I'm so glad you admitted that <laughs> because I have a clip from Devin that I want to play. So hold on. <laughs> like I, <laughs> from what it sounded like, and I don't know how much truth there was to this. It sounded like she was kind of leaving the politics and the socialized, the social game in your hands and letting mm -hmm. you take the wheel. However, we get a super secret deal re-up meeting early on in the episode and we get to watch the two of you go away and it almost seemed like she wanted to play an honorable game she's like I think you're doing too much I want to play an honorable game now was this true or was this like plausible deniability you know what I this mean is, where she could plausible this is deniability. plausible, this is plausible deniability and I love, I love Tori I love Dave she, that's you know she's yep. she's in my heart forever but uh <laughs> That's plausible deniability so that she can say, you know, <laughs> we're not trying to play both sides. Yes. That's Devin. He's my partner. I'm connected to him. <laughs> wow. Man. Me too. He's letting it loose. He's letting it rip, huh? <laughs> um, Devin got himself in hot water multiple times, and somehow you managed to never get implicated in it. Mm -hmm. Um until this is when it dawned on me, and obviously it was when I was watching the show, until that three challenge deal re-up when you guys like left. And I remember watching that that clip and being like, is Tori like, does she really know what's going on? She's like, she wants to play an honorable game, but is this just for camera? And it turns out that it was. So you fooled me. Well, you know what? When it came down to it, we were a hundred percent, and I've said this multiple times, multiple places. We would have a hundred percent sided with you guys and Jordan. Like Michelle and Jay would have gotten our vote, and they would have gone into elimination if we ever would have had power. And I never intentionally tried to throw a challenge. You can ask Devin. I mean, me sure neither. Already... Who does that? <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to defend myself because it, it doesn't matter. But uh, it doesn't. Yeah. This yeah. isn't about defending yourself. I yeah. just I, listen. The season's over now, mm -hmm. and I just. You know, obviously had, listen, I think the two of you played a masterful game, okay? I think, again, you two did. It was like you had this like partnership where you didn't both, you both weren't doing the same thing. It was almost like you were playing two different, it was like you guys were like two sides of the same coin mm -hmm. where obviously you guys were working together. But what you were doing wasn't interfering with his game and actually helping. And what he was doing was helping your guys' game. But then the way that you were that, that, that you were playing, and again, being like you've got a great social game, it was almost like diminishing, minimizing, kind of watering down the damage that 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 he was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It worked. It definitely worked. I mean, who's to say what would happen in the future? And obviously, perfect storm. You need to have a partner that you can trust. 
with Devin, I literally didn't go up mm-hmm. to him and ask him to do anything. He would do it, and then I would find out about it, and then I would be like, okay, well, we're 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 pissing off these people, so we got to calm it down. So it would be these conversations of like, well, even though I don't know about it until it's over, how can we make sure that we're still floating right in the middle? So you're so what you're saying right here on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast that Devin <laughs> would make plans that you were not aware of. Or were you aware of them and then pretend and then after you were just, like you had your plausible deniability? No, it was both. There was definitely okay. some some things I knew about and there were some things I found about after and I was like, what the fuck? But that was our deal. So I just had to trust him. Well, uh, what other plots did you two scheme up that may or may not have tried to jeopardize a showmance that I was involved in? Oh, yeah. Even though I, I never surprised. made air. Even though <laughs> I never made air. I, I, I was like, what? Well, do you know why that never made air? Because no. I was a part of it and then I felt bad and was trying to actually get the truth out because I'm like, if I'm fucking with Bananas and Mariah, that's wow. me. Like, and I'm glad that you admitted it again. Man, Tori, you, you're making my job difficult here because I wanted you to lie. That way I could have the, <laughs> the audio footage to back it up because I have a <laughs> clip I want to play from Jordan real quick about this. Damn it. Devin was in some hot water at one point. And I'm not just talking about the whole Michelle thing, right? So oh, what was he in hot these, water for? You remember the, the rumor that, that started going around about uh, how Olivia had said Mariah was only interested in you. Yes, for game. For gameplay <laughs> purposes. <laughs> and, wow. and we was like, no way. And who said that they heard that rumor? Tori. But, and then who did Tori say she heard it from? Olivia. Devin. Well, she ended up. Well, she ended up. To, well, that would no. Initially, what she said was, "I have, I have it on good authority. A source told Correct. me that right. that Mariah is using you for gameplay, and that's it. She's playing you. Who is your source? Oh, I can't God. tell you that. It ended up being Devin. But I remember when you like truthfully asked me, I was like Devin, and I was like, "Oh fuck." You know what they call that? You know what they call it in the media? They call that circular reporting. All right. So what you do is you're. If you want to create a story, what you do is you report about it and then you use your own source that you just reported about as proof of the story. And I feel like that's what you and Devin did. It's like you created this story and you were like, oh, yeah, my source. I can't tell you who it is. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. I mean, it was, you know, basically it was it was a uh, it was a scheme to break up my relationship. And it almost worked. I don't know if it was in with bad intent or if it was supposed to be funny. What was it, the intent? Tell me what I, was I want to know what was the intent? The way this whole thing started was Devin, I I honestly bananas I don't exactly remember, which I'm sure <laughs> is a likely a likely story, but all I remember is somebody telling me that Olivia and Olivia said said this about uh about you and Mariah whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Okay." He was like, "We're going to fuck with bananas." And I was like, "Okay." Wow. And so that is when we started to circulate that that rumor, right? But when it came back, I I, I wish I had a better memory because I can't remember it. But I, I remember after it was all like a day of it happening, I remember sitting there at the end of the day being like, wait a minute, I think like this is actually kind of fucked up. So like, we're going to pull it back. And so I was kind of tr- covering my tracks by having open conversations with people because I was like, like, how do you walk up to people and say, oh, wait, we were going to start like a joke, but it's actually kind of mean. So like, let's just like figure out a way to squash it because like, I don't like it. So that was that wasn't the best version of me. Sorry. 
as <gasps> if the 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 bananas and Mariah uh, showmance wasn't facing enough of an uphill battle as it was. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's my next question. Okay. Can I can I borrow thirty eight thousand dollars? Ooh. You know what? <laughs> just so happens that I've got thirty eight thousand dollars that just got deposited into yeah! my account. Send it. Which I have to say, <laughs> I until I saw it happen, I had my reservations that it was going to. Wow. Not, not on your no, not on your behalf. <laughs> but listen, let's be real. Devin was standing next to me on top of a mountain mm. when I borrowed. $275,000 from someone. So I just figured he'd be like, listen, man, I'm not going to, you don't deserve it, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he looked at TJ after, Oh no, you said, wow, I guess there's people who give money and there's people who steal money or something like that. And TJ was like, yeah, there's two different kinds of people. And like, (laughs) looked at this scowled at you. I mean, I will say when I did that, that moment on top of that mountain in Argentina, when I took, borrowed the money. <laughs> not, not borrowed, bananas. Borrowed, <laughs> no, borrowed. That means you're giving it back. Well, but, but I don't need to necessarily give it back in kind. I don't need to pay her back $275,000. I mean, I've done a lot of nice things, uh, a lot of charitable things over the years. So I feel like um, oh, bought her an Applebee's gift card. Oh, that's sweet of you. Sold sold five-year anniversary pictures of the two of us. Did a lot of other things as well. I the bird hit my window the other day and I nursed it back to health. <laughs> okay. I feed all the neighborhood squirrels. Like, listen, dude, I'm a, I'm yeah. I'm I, listen, that, that money went to a good place. Um oh my god. <laughs> listen, and I don't and not to keep harping on this, but here was my yeah. Here was my theory. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm way off base here again. Okay. I felt like Devin and you had pretty much every, like almost every team exactly where you kind of needed them, right? Like with, with the rookies, you know, Jay and Michelle, Nelson. And it was like almost as long as you, us, as long as you guys like didn't win and didn't have to say a team, like you guys were sitting pretty. But I felt like one of the only teams that you guys didn't, didn't necessarily have a good grasp on was Mariah and Fessy. So I almost saw it as more game where it's like, let's cause some friction and drive a wedge in between Bananas and Mariah. And then that hopefully will split that alliance up. Was any of that part of this plot or am I just like way overthinking it? I didn't think any of it through. Devin threw the plot up in the air and I said, fuck yeah. So I don't know if that's what went on in his brain it sounds pretty smart so i wouldn't deny it but i that i never had that conversation with him did you hear that me and devin were gonna try and um like smoke this whole plot out with uh operation thought plot did you hear about that yes yes because i'm like i will be damned if i have my pants pulled down on national tv i'm gonna get to the bottom of this and what's so funny is he was I think at first he was totally down with like this whole joke. But then once I was like, no, dude, we're going to like, we're going to, we're going to catch Olivia on camera saying this. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to, we're going to confront her. And and then Devin, I think got a little weak in the knees and he's like, "Uh, I kind of made the entire thing up. (laughs) Yeah. No, you you were like, my source was Devin. (laughs) 
remember saying that and then they're like, oh my God. I walked into the room and you and Mariah were having a conversation and you were, I don't know, asking whatever the hell you guys were talking about. And I was like, who? And you're like, yeah, just so you know, my source was Devin. I, dude, I honestly, like, I'm kind of an idiot and it's okay. I mean, I kind of am. You know what? I can't remember fine details like that. Like people who do detective work and stuff like that. Like I'm super impressed. I'm super impressed. I don't, I don't got, I don't got it like that. You know who else, when I had him on the podcast, played the I'm an idiot game is your partner, Devin. Was this also wow. something you guys planned? No, yeah. I just think it we're dumb. <laughs> he goes, why is anyone listening to me? I'm an idiot. I'm like, Devin, you're pretty fucking smart, dude. Yeah, he is smart. He yes. is. Yeah. Well, but I'm a girl, so I'm dumb. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to touch that one. Um, <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So um, we're going to go real quick to a fan question, okay? And I know this is uh, this is kind of outside of the purview of what we were talking about, but it'll be a okay. good way to uh, have a not-so-casual transition into the next line of questioning. Um, no. <laughs> this is from Luke underscore Peacock. Nice. What's your response to the criticism that alliances created outside the game, i.e. the vacation alliance? Mm-hmm. make the game less competitive. Are you sympathetic to the criticism or what do you, if, if so, what should or could be done about that? Well, I would just say Fessy was in the so-called vacation Alliance and I threw him into elimination. So I think out of respect, all vets who play the game enough together are going to like, let yeah. it get to a certain point and then we'll, we'll gun for each other. I don't want to necessarily go for my friends who are here and who put in a lot of work in the beginning. Like they deserve to be here. So I don't know. I'm when the time comes to take shots, I'll take shots. But I don't think that I ever people have been doing that since the beginning of time. Have you guys not been having bets backs since the beginning? I mean, I have. It just people just don't like have my back for some fucking strange reason. I don't know why. Can't think Mm. of a reason. Uh, This is another (laughs) fan question. From okay. at 
Juan de los Platanos. Okay. Why was I never part of the Vacation Alliance? Hi, Juan. Come true, boy. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, I would love for Juan to come to the vacation. And so funny, Juan also submitted a question to me, Bananas. <clears throat> uh-huh. Banana, bananas, why are you such a whore? <laughs> Uh, Juan, you spelled uh, you spelled uh, Tori wrong. Tori, why is your nickname the Torbag? Why am I a whore on my own, bananas? Next, qu- next question. Oh my god, dude! The things that people don't see—like we're legitimately crazy people when we're filming. Thank God for you and your guitar. I I know, man. Right? I'll Saves lives. Saves lives and. I think that was one of my main reasons for bringing it is I was like, people aren't going to want to get rid of the music. So if they try and eliminate me, yeah, they're also going to eliminate the guitar and then they're all going to be really upset after I leave. It's so true. Or maybe they won't be. Um, all right. So the Giordanimal, mm. or some would call him the Jordanimal. <laughs> you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you uh, call him my ex. I call him my ex. Yeah, he's my ex. That's cool. Um, So him coming into the game, obviously, we talked about it. We're not Mm going to keep beating a dead horse. When he came in and you guys had your, you know, kind of your moment that everyone was kind of waiting on bated breath to see if mom and dad were going to get back together. Yeah. Did you, were you shocked? Were you surprised? Were you upset when he kind of went from, hanging, canoodling, cuddling with you to then basically, you know, doing it with Narice, like right in front of your face. Like what? Yeah. How did that sit with you? I know we've talked about it. I know this is in the past, but take us back to that moment. I know you guys are in a good place now, but take us back to that moment. Yeah. I, what really, really upset me was the way it all happened because even prior to him snuggling with Narice, like there was that big blow up fight. Were you there when he ran out of the cafeteria and was like screaming, Devin, yes. Devin. Yes. Okay. You remember yes. that, right? Yes. So that oh, didn't yeah. even, that didn't even make the edit, Yeah. but that was the, the first. So we were snuggled up until that point. Then we had a, an argument in the kitchen because he didn't like the way Devin was playing the game. And I was trying to smooth things over. And I was like, well, can you talk to Devin? And he was basically like, no. And I was like, all right, then we can't fucking play together because Devin's my partner. So that set him off. I remember. And then he goes out, starts screaming. Anissa has to come in, calm us down. Thank God for Anissa and Devin because they literally de-escalated the entire thing. It was like, have you ever seen the movie Troy? It was like Brad Pitt in the movie Troy when he's yelling for Hector outside the walls. Because I looked out the window. It was crazy. And Devin was sitting next to me and he just looked at me with like his doughy little face. And (laughs) his eyes got really big. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker. I I would not. I would not trade place with you for, I don't know what he's yelling about, but I don't want that smoke, dude. No, it was terrifying. Like Jordan was, I mean, obviously we were, him and I were agitating each other. So Mm -hmm. I definitely ruffled his feathers in just, I guess, passive aggressive ways, but it set him off. So yeah. And I think after that, we had never had a resolving conversation. So one day goes by, we still hadn't talked. Day two comes up. And Mm -hmm. now I notice like, 
we were about to go out to the club and Narice had his head, her head on his lap. And I was just like, it's hmm, interesting. You know, maybe they're just friends though. And then day three goes by and it's movie night. And then that's when everything happens. Huh, huh. And uh, Jordan and Narice are having sex in the shower. Maybe they're just friends. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But oh, I was trying to be just, chill. Just needs like, your back wash. That's all. Uh huh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Interrupt. No, you. It's fine. But so yeah, like it was the mix of us that that big blow up, not communicating, and then him him just immediately doing that. Where I was like, what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no like, are we like, what is happening? And so that initial argument added to the stress that then came with the transition from me to Maurice. So it was, dude. I mean, I at one point in time, I literally thought I was gonna walk because I just. My brain was like, Dude, it felt yeah. like a grenade went off. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't think of anything else. I can't sleep well. I wake mm-hmm. up. It's This actually happened. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be on TV. What the fuck is going to happen next? Like, all the spiraling thoughts started to come up. But I just did my best to, like, isolate for a few days. I, like, laid low, <laughs> stayed in my bed. You, what, whatever you did, I mean, was, it was impressive. Because, I mean, I know I've, you know, mentioned this before. But, you know, I'll mention it again. Like, that... I can't imagine a more just mentally just torturous scenario than living through that absolute like emotional hell, you know? Yeah. And I had Jordan on, um, obviously, because I just played a clip, but I'm about to play another one. Ah, oh, um, shit. Because <laughs> I asked him, and this is the way that I saw it. It's like, listen, a- at the end of the day, we all, you know, when we're hurt, we get spiteful, we get vengeful. Uh, we want to like, you know, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, whatever you want to say. And I and, and I kept pressing Jordan on this. And I was like, how much of you getting involved with Norris was payback or vengeance or retribution for what you felt like Tori had done to you? Mm-hmm. And I'll play you what his response was. Okay. She goes, how do you, how does it, how do you think it feels to have to watch this? And you were like, and you made a great point. How do you think it felt for me two months after we broke up to have to watch you do this on national television? Regardless of your motives or your intentions, why? So it's almost as if it's like, yeah, it's kind of shitty that you're doing it, but it's almost like now, you know, now you're getting a taste. Now now you know what it feels like to be in this position. Yeah. Like I, 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 I hate that you had to, we had to like add the now in there because literally she answered, like she asked me a question. How do you think it feels for this to be happening right in front of us? Period. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question is, I bet it feels a lot like watching it happen yes. with your family. So again, it's like, I, I, I just feel like whatever happened with you and after, after the show, do you, I don't know necessarily, I can't be in your head. Was that just yeah. you, like, with, with the whole Fessy thing going on? It was kind of like, this was just you just acting out, not necessarily in, in an act of retribution, whereas it almost seemed like with Jordan, that's kind of, like, what his motive was. It was like, well, you did this, and I had to experience this and watch this, and now you kind of know how it feels. Because when you guys had that conversation, that was almost kind of like what he was 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 portray- like was trying to get across was now you know how it feels. So do you feel like the Norris thing was kind of, you know, an act of retribution on his behalf? Um, 
Well, I think it was the perfect storm for it because I do think that had they vibed better when they got back to LA, they would have continued because they thought about continuing by hanging out. So I do think that like there was something there aside from me being there. I think that even if I wasn't there, it would have still happened. So, but I think that he didn't hold back because why would he respect me when he felt disrespected by me? So I think it was just, I don't think he did it because of me. I think he just didn't not do it because of me, which makes, does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. Actually, it checks out. Okay, good. Completely yeah. checks out. That, and like, also, I just want to say, like, yeah, we've dragged each other through the mud, but mm-hmm. like, it's just, it, it, I think what he was referring to when he said my family, watching it with my family, I guess that's like what I did with Emmanuel on when I was like hooking up with Emmanuel on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Like, I'm not sure what he was referring to because that was the only public relationship I kind of had after. Got it. But like, he was on All Stars with Naya as well. So it's yeah. like, we both had seasons where we were hooking up with other people. So I, I, I don't, I'm just speaking to that now. I'm not sure if that's what he meant by that. But if he did, it's kind of like, well, dude, we were, we were, we were both doing that. But if it's directly related to the Fessy thing, I mean, I definitely handled being dumped poorly. I can just yeah. say that. We all do. All right. It's yeah. a difficult thing to go through. And again, we're all human. We all make, you know, decisions. The only difference is we have to do it in the public. Everyone does stupid shit when, when, yeah. when they're going through it. We just unfortunately have to do it in the public purview and we have to get scrutinized for it, which is kind of annoying because, yeah. and I'm sure you've said this a million times. You're just like me where it's like, damn dude, what I would give to just be able to have some semblance of a private life and privacy, I know, especially when it comes to relationships, because let's be real. People don't like fans, trolls, whatever, for the large part, don't like to see happy, healthy relationships. They like to see messiness. They like to see drama. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see people happy and like, oh, yeah, this, we're celebrating our you know three-year anniversary. We love each other. If they want to see like, oh, yeah, he sent a DM to whoever, and now it's you know right. on someone's TikTok. Like, that's... right. It's unfortunate, but that's kind of the world we live in. So true. Yeah. What'd you think of the final? Compared to other finals that you've been in, what'd you think What'd you think of this season's final? Okay, I definitely think in terms of mental stress and just pure exhaustion over time, it takes the cake because, dude, we were sweating in our tents every night. Yeah. Like, it was just mentally draining. And the, the first or the last two days, that last day, we were literally sitting in our corn maze an entire day. Yeah. Literally 12 hours awake waiting to compete. And then we had to compete for six hours. Like yeah. the mental part of it was definitely hard. But in terms of like actually physically enduring finals, it's definitely harder to do one that's like full day, first day, up all night, and then full day, second day. Those I think are are harder. Who do you think felt worse in the final? Olivia, when oh, she God. shot herself in the face with the golf ball, realizing she's probably never going to make the PGA Tour. <laughs> or the driver that had to put the final six of us in his van <laughs> after not showering for 80 hours and had to sit there with us in the van for six fucking hours with us stinky assholes in his van. I don't think it was the driver because I was flirting with the driver. So I think I still would have bagged. <laughs> there was no way he was flirting back. He'd look at you and be like, okay, you're pretty, but... 
what the hell have you guys, you guys haven't heard of a shower? It's like, yeah, buddy, we showered in avocado water two days ago. Do we smell that bad? Oh my God, I can't. No, dude, Olivia had a rough run. Like, but like, look at her now. She is dude. thriving. Her story is incredible. Like she's yes. okay. She's turning it into a silver lining. She's like, Yo, one of, and I think, and, but you are too. And I think that's, what's oh, like thanks, wonderful about, about, um, what you've managed to do. And I feel like where you're going with this whole journey and this whole story. And it's almost like in, you, you've taken and she's taken, you know, um, negativity or she's taken, you know, a, 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 a negative occurrence that's taken place and spun it positively. And to, to that point, she was saying when I had her on the podcast, she goes, before this happened, I was so obsessed with my external, um, you know, appearance. That's all I focused on. And I put way too much stock in my makeup and my face and all this. She goes, by doing that, she was, it almost like gave me a reality check and it showed me like what is actually important. And she found like this love and for herself, you know, on the inside. And that was a big thing because most people, especially, you know, I mean, let's be real. A lot of, a lot of females are very, yeah. you know, and they have to be, especially being on TV. Like people look at your appearance and that's what they judge you by. And that's what they criticize you by. So she said that it's almost been an empowering experience because right. now she doesn't have to be so obsessed and like she's she's perfectly fine now uh, with yeah. public scrutiny and all this stuff because that that happened. Do you feel like um, yeah. in a way you've almost kind of had a similar experience? I mean, I think Olivia is like in a league of her own when it comes to that because she, like I also consider myself a strong person and I'm always going to do my best to flip my negative aspects into positive, like my losses or lessons. Like I, I just don't want to be a victim of my life. And she has that same mentality, but like what she had to go through, like I can't even speak to that. So yeah. I mean, and the fact that she, this is these, this is the way she's talking about it after the fact, it's like so much respect for her. And how many girls out there are, yeah. like you said, focused on appearance. They look up to Olivia as this beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. And now she's literally telling them, hey, I was shot in the face. Like, I think actually I need to reprioritize the way I feel about my life. That's amazing. So I don't know. I think she's in a league of her own, but I, you know, I'm inspired by her definitely. And, and when I continue to kind of act, take those, just the way she looks at life and kind of just keep applying it to the way I live too. I'm inspired by her. Okay, because yeah. I've actually had it's kept me up at night a few times because we all use that exact same slingshot. Yeah, she yeah. actually really, really caught a break because had that ball been an inch to right or left, she's she's blind, potentially dead. And I thought about that. How many times it would be like, dude, like that one. We take what we do. and We just automatically assume like, yeah, it's fine. It's what we do is so dangerous. Mm. And we lose sight of that sometimes. And it's moments like that that really, you know, bring that that whole thought and idea into the forefront. But yeah, that was that was an, an insane moment. Yeah. What was more what was more impressive? Um, Nani eating three pounds of spaghetti and then puking into my pocket. <laughs> that or <laughs> me winning the bet with Devin where I was able to show my ass nine different times <laughs> to the cameras. I honestly, this is what I, I love about you is like, you are a hundred percent yourself, no matter what, if there's a camera on or not, 
you are the one pulling your fucking ass down in the middle of a tire run with like no one watching. Like, what is wrong with that guy? We are in the middle of a final. But like, it's it's not like you don't compete your heart out. You do, and you're amazing. But like, you will always joke. Sometimes to the point where I'm like, dude, I don't think I think your brain is broken on on comedy oh, yeah. or something. Your oh, yeah. brain's your brain's broken, dude. I mean, it is. Uh, listen, if, I'm if, just kidding. It's no, not. it is. No, I have said this in the past, and I'll say it again. If you think that 17 years, 20, going on 22 seasons of the challenge, yeah. reality TV, if you think that that hasn't scrambled the motherboard a little bit, like you're wrong. I keep saying this. I'm like, I, when I, when I die, I will <laughs> donate my brain to science so they can study the long-term side effects <laughs> of reality television on the human brain. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's. I think you should stay a while uh, alive a, a bit longer so it can be like a live study. But okay, because so, I'd so, like to see where you end up in twenty thirty. Jesus, you know, like I, where do you see yourself? Definitely with a squirrel farm. Minutes? Sure. Are we talking about twenty thirty minutes or twenty no, thirty years? Twenty thirty years when uh, you're like a hundred and eight. I wouldn't be a hundred and eight. I'm only forty. I'd only be <laughs> seventy. <laughs> You know what I mean. How many how many squirrel picnic tables are you gonna have? Uh, a lot. Well, I've already got the nut bar, so I have a nut bar that that, that squirrels they pull up a bar oh stool and they God. eat nuts out of. It looks like a gumball machine, but it's actually peanuts. Oh, Tori, listen. If you ever want like good like just healing squirrel energy, come over. Yeah. The next time you're in California, come over, and I've got now. Everyone thinks it's just Mr. Chonk that eats out of my hand and sits on my lap, but it's not. The whole family. There's like oh six of them God. that all just like come up and climb all over me. It's pretty amazing. It's like sound healing, but it's like squirrel healing. You just have like a bunch of squirrels walk yes. all over you. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, Spencer <laughs> Pratt, he has, uh, he, yes, that's why he does the all the hummingbirds. Because hum he calls it hummy energy, dude, because it's like the, the energy that these little animals give off, dude, is like very therapeutic. Because of you, I have a squirrel picnic table. So you're inspiring many. Do they use it? They use it. Yeah. Oh. We got to introduce, yeah. introduce our squirrels, dude. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. up is you're going to, you got to start hand feeding them. Okay. Well, I'm, Miso tries to kill them, so I can't get that. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any animals yeah. other than, other than these hawks that have moved in. And I think they've. Oh, it's not, it's not good. There's some, <laughs> the more positive, the, once you start that ecosystem, it's like the more friendly animals you move in, there's always going to be the mean ones that, 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 that follow along. Yeah. The predators. Um, well, I will say that I, I think we had two obviously, obviously different uh, finals experiences. While this was one of the happiest moments of your entire existence, this was hands down one of the lowest of mine, and it, not necessarily for myself um, mm. because I've lost before, dude. And it's like whatever. I mean, I feel like I've climbed a, a mountain. I'm not sure how much higher I could climb. I feel like at this point, I'm just making lateral moves, but like for Nani, yeah. like that was what, that was what obviously like was a tough pill for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. Um, but had, had you guys not given us the fucking run for our money that you did, I almost feel like I'd feel a little bit worse about it, but you guys played an absolutely masterful season. Thank you. And you guys gave us all we could handle in that final. And I am not taking, and I will never take anything away from the two of you because regardless of, oh, we lost a piece inside Mordor or whatever you want to say, <laughs> you guys did what we didn't do. 
And um, and you guys, you know, came out on top. And I and I have to say that, like, if it had to be anybody in that final, all right, even though, and in the game, if it had to be anybody that was going to beat us, I'm glad it was the two of you. And I never thought I'd say that, especially about Devin. You obviously, like, I think that you've put in so much into this show for so long that it's like you really deserve that. He did too, but obviously we had our our thing yeah. in the past, but I couldn't be more happy yeah. for you guys. Thank you, Banana Man. Yeah. Honestly, like it was, we, we all got so lucky we got to run it together. It was like racing our friends for a million dollars. So yeah. And I, and I've been saying this on podcasts. Like I hate when people say you guys quit, like your bricks broke, even though like, mm. yeah, but st- mm. like it, it wasn't as clear cut as it made it look on TV. No. And we, we were two hours ahead, you know? Exactly. So, so here's the here's the deal. Yes. Would it have looked cool for camera if I'm like, I'm never going to quit? Like, yeah. Horacio's over here like, oh, bananas, just unstack it and stack it back up. I'm like, Horacio, you have a 23-year-old back. Yeah. I've got a 40-year-old back. All right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to say and it's easy to sit there on the sideline and be like, hey, this is what you should have done, especially when you've been out of the game for four days. You've had time to rest. We haven't. Right. but. Right. Where what had happened in that puzzle? I mean, you guys had basically caught up to us by the time that we realized the mistake that we had made. Mm-hmm. It took what I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe a little longer to build that thing. Mm-hmm. It would have taken equally as long to deconstruct it, right? And then it would have taken another. So it would have been three hours. And you're telling me that even if we rebuilt the puzzle properly, we were somehow going to catch up to you guys. It wasn't happening. And the way that I saw it was. Dude, I'm not yeah. going to potentially injure or re-aggravate my back injury for a moral fucking victory when yeah, it's like right, there was right. no th- there was just no way. Now the yeah. fact that production and this was one of the things I was kind of shocked about didn't time us out at some point even mm. if it was just for the game even even if it's like all right they're not going to catch up but even if just for the the shot of us pulling that chain at the same time or digging through the sand or whatever. The fact that there was no timeout, which I don't know if they've ever done that in a final was kind of confusing, but yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, um, the best team won. And, and, and again, dude, like you guys, you guys gave us all that, that that we were able to handle and you came out on top and you promised us $38,000 and you followed through with it, which I think was (laughs) pretty impressive. All right. <gasps> Who run the world? Squirrels. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Squirrels. Run, they do run the world. They run my yeah, backyard. It was a happy ending, you know? Like, I'm thankful to be a part of it. I can't believe I fucking won. I'm so fucking happy. I can't wait to take a break from this shit. Dude. Like, a few more little things and then a break, you yes. know? Yes. <laughs> yep. A big, big break. Yeah. Well, so. I, I'm, I'm with you with that. Um, Real quick, uh, reunion show, obviously. Um, you know, they, they they rehashed all the you and Jordan stuff, which we've already done. We've already covered that ground. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think you have brought to the forefront, and I think it's, I mean, just so important. And I am so proud of you for being so transparent and truthful with the journey you've been on has been your mental health struggles. And the fact that you are, you've been prescribed medication that you're taking now and you are just so happy with the way that it's allowed you to kind of like live your truth and live your life. So why did you feel like it was so important for you to basically bring what's a pretty private matter, which most Mm -hmm. people don't admit 
and kind of bring that to the forefront and just, you know, put that out there uh, for the for the, for public consumption. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, and I think it's just like, you know, when you get that first call, that check in, like, hey, anything new in your life? And like, I'm looking around and I'm like, not really. And I, I was kind of like nonchalantly, like, I mean, I started antidepressants and they were mm-hmm. like, what? Like, really? Yeah. Like, tell me more about that. And like their interest in it made me be like, you know, co- feel comfortable talking about it. And then also I only started taking them because I saw somebody who I follow on social media post about it. So I was inspired by somebody who I never even met in person, just looked up to, loved their work. And then for me to talk about it, it's like, I know how I feel inside. And I mean, I think you've seen me, you've seen dark days of me and you've seen good days of me. I think you can attest to the fact that I'm definitely a better version of myself now. And so I just hope that, you know, people who listen, like if they feel like they can relate to it in any way, it's just like, Think about the most confident person that you see on TV. You have no idea what's going on inside. 100%. You don't know. So I just don't want people to think that, like, uh, they can't, like, that everybody who looks strong is strong. Like, you just don't know what people are going through. I mean, I'm in the same way. I've, I've over the years managed, I've, I've, I'm very good at masking the way that I'm feeling. And I'm very good at kind of compartmentalizing. And I'm very good at, I've always been a, a firm believer, especially on the challenge. If 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 you're talking about you know psycho gaining a psychological advantage, just being unbothered, because mm-hmm. if everybody is stressed out and everybody's anxious about something, and you appear to not be, mm. it gets in their head. And I'll mm. tell you what, this last season, I can't tell you how many times, dude, I was absolutely dying inside, dude, and just just just. This, you know, the struggle yeah. was real, but I was just like, I will never allow anyone out there to know that because mm-hmm. again, like we put ourselves in this position on the challenge where people always ask me, they're like, are you this big of a jerk off in like real life? Like, d- do you ever take anything <gasps> seriously? Are you always sarcastic or is everything a, a punchline or a joke? And it's not, it's like, that's yeah. my protection. That's that, that, that persona that over the top in your face i don't take anything seriously sarcastic flirty persona is that's how i keep people at a distance and that's mm. how i have this you know this i use it as almost like a coat of armor because if i do become who i really am and i am more vulnerable and i you know do show that i you know have weaknesses or whatever it's like you know people then are able to exploit those mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean to 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 your point, like you look at people on on TV and you look at, you know, the way people post on social media and whatever, it's like those are highlight reels, okay? Right. Yeah. But yeah, just like other human beings like for sure, dude, like we we go through it um just like everyone else and again, like I just think it's it's amazing that you've uh been been just comfortable and confident enough to put that out there and I'm sure like the the, the person you were following on social media helped you I'm uh-huh. sure you have helped countless people out there. So I think that's yeah. that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to say this about you. Like, look at your transformation as a person. I've read so many comments about how people are loving how empathetic and how the side of you working with Nani has brought out all these great qualities in you. So we all have evolutions in our story arc. And I think you've softened up in the best way, even though you're still, you know, shit-talking, trouble-starting, funny-ass bananas. You have the one of the biggest hearts. And uh, I love that we're seeing that more and more with time, too. So, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that. You hear that, people? I do have a heart. (laughs) He does. He really does. It may be covered in calluses. (laughs) 
may have tons of tears in it, but it is there buried deep down somewhere in the- You just gotta go find it. Depths of my soul. <laughs> it's in your uh, anal it, cavity. It, 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 well, that's where it, 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 it feels like it is sometimes. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, listen, Tori, it was a uh, fantastic season. Um, I got to say, uh, you know, I'm so happy that, that that you finally got that that dub under your belt. Um, again, with all the nonsense that you've dealt with, you know, on the show, but also publicly the scrutiny, which I don't think you deserve one bit of. But thank you. We are who we are and people are going to judge us for, you know, that. But the fact that you. Yeah. um you handled it. You handled it with, with, with grace this entire season. And again, welcome to the club. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yay. Thanks, Dana, man. Aww. I feel great. I'm, I'm, it was an honor to be on your podcast as always. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm happy to be in the winner circle. So thanks. Well, it's, it's, good to, it's good to have you. And with that being said, Tori, thank you once again for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. I fucking never get old. 